1: Your host is Nick Moran, and this
0: is The Full Ratchet. Welcome back to The Full Ratchet. On today's special segment of Investor Stories, the investors address trends, sectors, and markets that they think are positioned for outsized returns in the future. This is the segment called What's Next? On today's special segment, we have Scott Cooper of Andreessen Horowitz. Scott, can you talk about sectors or trends that you're bullish on?
2: Yeah, I'll give you uh, two answers to that. So one is uh, we're spending a lot of time on the intersection of software and life sciences. We actually have a fund dedicated to that. And I'm super excited, but I wish, quite frankly, I understood the biology way better than I do because the opportunities there. And I think the opportunity to both, you know, have great financial outcomes, but quite frankly, also to meaningfully change how we treat disease and how we diagnose disease is really phenomenal. So we've got a team of people who have, you know, PhD level expertise in biology and physics and chemistry and computer science who are deep in that area. And uh, I'm super excited about that. The the other answer to the question is a little bit maybe a non-answer, which is In some respects, I don't think we know, quite frankly, what the most interesting areas are going to be. And we've always been investing on this theme of software as, you know, kind of a very broad enabling technology. And I view a lot of our job is we're kind of in the talent business, which is we just need to get in front of all the most interesting entrepreneurs who are doing something in and around software and not be too obtuse that when they take us into a new market, we don't actually go do the diligence and figure out does the intersection of that market with software actually make for a good investment opportunity? So I think a lot of our business is certainly having theses and ideas and proactively identifying things. And I think a lot of our business is just proactive relationship development that probably takes us into areas that we never would have thought about before. So that to me is kind of, you know, equally exciting about this business is, you know, I'm not sure what the next five or 10 years is going to look like, but I'm quite confident that there are incredibly smart and aggressive entrepreneurs who are out there doing stuff today that we will want to invest in over that time period. Scott, I feel like
0: I've got some founders that you'd like to meet. <laughs>
2: That's awesome. That's awesome. We'd love to see them.
0: On today's special segment, we have Michael Cardamone of Excellaprise. Michael, can you talk about sectors or trends that you're bullish on?
3: So I, I'm really big in you know and passionate about kind of industry specific software. I think there's just so many industries still that are, you know, early in the life cycle of kind of transitioning to SaaS. And so I think there's just still a lot of opportunities. And so finding founders who have some amount of domain experience, having worked in a specific industry that are solving problems within that industry, I think is like a really good opportunity and will continue to be for a while. And and it's something that we look for a lot. So we've invested in a lot of companies across a lot of different verticals. I mentioned the scrap metal one, we've invested in a company selling software to senior care facilities. So you know, we'll we'll do a lot of very industry specific software and a uh, big fan of those.
0: So less predicting on which industries are gonna be huge successes and, and just more about sort of the authenticity and domain expertise of the founders that are, are working on problems that they should be?
3: Yeah, I mean, we'll look at some, like, we'll spend some time researching and looking at certain industries that we think, but I think we also want to keep an open mind and be opportunistic because it's amazing seeing the volume of companies we see through the accelerator that are coming in and applying. It's amazing how many times companies come in where they're solving some, like, very specific niche problem that we never would have thought about, but they've spent the last 10 years thinking about in their career. You know, we certainly don't want to limit it to our you know 10,000 foot view of like what industries we think make sense so we're we're also very open and opportunistic in that way of you know we're always surprised by by the things that we never would have thought about but then you talk to the founder and they've clearly spent a long time thinking about it and it could be a really good opportunity
0: at this point if you're a VC you've heard of Carta you've probably even accepted securities from a portfolio company on the platform On today's special segment, we have MG Siegler of GV. MG, can you talk about sectors or trends that you're bullish on?
1: One that I hesitate to say that I'm bullish on only from a, a business side perspective, but I am very bullish on from a sort of consumer and utilization perspective is voice. So obviously, you know, we all have we've talked about a lot, the smartphone in our pockets, you know, and, and now those smartphones can be triggered by your voice in various different ways. But of course, we also now, many of us have devices around our home, be it Google Home, be it Alexa, be it, I actually literally just triggered Alexa by saying that, sorry. Um, <laughs> but that's how ubiquitous, uh, certainly in my household, these things have become. And so looking at the trend of that continuing to increase. Amazon and Google continuing to sell more and more of these devices. These devices getting smaller and smaller. I don't know if you saw recently, but Amazon released a whole slew of new things: a ring that you can talk to, and and glasses that you can talk to yes. and have Alexa.
0: I did see that. So I got the car auto as, version of of uh, Echo.
1: Oh, did you? Yeah, and I mean that's that's a great use case. It would seem like right, like um, yeah, you free. should be able to use Alexa in your car. And I know that car manufacturers are now baking it in. And now that you have a an easy way to embed it for a car that doesn't have it baked in that that makes a ton of sense to me. And so I look at like all these different ways that these, these services are now coming into our lives. And I can't help but think that it's going to be a normal thing. And and going back to talking about, you know, my, my little girl, like, I mean, the way that my wife and I interact with having her play music, she basically knows in a sort of, sort of potentially scary way, what Alexa means, right? She (laughs) might think that it's, Someone that we're trying to interact with in our home, but she never sees anyone, but she knows when we say the word Alexa, and she is just turning one years old. She turns around and looks at the device. Yep, It is what it is. I mean, this is the way that, that we now have access to every single song ever recorded, right? At mm-hmm. our voice. You know, and you can call up anything you want to play. And so... That's pretty amazing and calling up the weather. And so there's all these low-hanging fruit that, you know, a lot of these services and companies have taken advantage of, be it music, be it be it weather, be it news. But I do think that there's real opportunities for other experiences. And there have been a number of startups that have that have been going after this. I think, again, as as I started saying, it's very hard to figure this out right now from a business model perspective because there's no obvious advertising route to go down. There's obviously audio ads and some people are are toying around with that a little bit, but we're not there yet. It feels like we're a ways away from that being the case, and so there's a lot of fun experiments going on right now, but no real big businesses being built. And honestly, that, we we were an investor in a company called Anchor, which actually just sold to uh, Spotify earlier yeah, this year, right? And you know, before they launched, they ended up creating a podcasting tool, right? Back end service to ease podcast creation. That's right. Before yep. they were doing that, they were working on other audio services, um, newfangled ones, sort of like a one idea was was more akin to like an audio Twitter. So you send out audio into the ether and see who responds back. You know, one of the things that I that we liked about the company when we did the investment was that they they really honed in on what had been sort of the established market, which was podcasting, because it's been around for a while. And obviously, as you well know, we're seeing the explosion of of interest in it and growth, and there's a proven monetization, you know, aspect of it. Yep. Um, that's yep. just not the case for a lot of other audio services right now. And we'll see if Amazon, if Google can can provide those services, or if something new comes along and is able to create a way for these startups to create compelling businesses for them. So I'm super bullish about just the space. And as we talked about, sort of, it is a I think going to be going to be one of the key cogs in that you know computing concert that we were talking about earlier. You know, where voice is is a whole new paradigm that is now baked into our daily routines in terms of computing. But it's gonna be a long time, I think, still before we see any real new businesses be built on top of that. And so I'm watching it with great interest, but I'm watching it with a little bit of pause too.
0: That will conclude this installment of investor stories. If you're enjoying the program and would like to see it continue, take a moment and leave a five-star review in iTunes. Also, if you'd like updates on new content from TFR, as well as the top 10 VC articles every week, go to fullratchet.net and sign up for the newsletter. Okay, that will wrap things up for today. Until next time, overprepare, choose carefully, and invest confidently. Thanks for joining me.